Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is it possible that the COVID-19 vaccine is a precursor to the mark of the beast? Today, Pastor J.D. will answer the question, how can the COVID-19 vaccine become the mark of the beast? By providing medical data and information directly from manufacturers' websites, you'll learn just how close we might be. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 24th, 2021. Question number three. If I take the vaccine now, am I condemned? And as such, lose my salvation? Answer, no. <laughs> Let me say it again. No. And here's why. If you're born again and sealed by the Spirit of God, there is absolutely no thing or no one that can take that away from you. If you're born again, you can't be unborn again. And here's the thing, if losing one's salvation is even possible, you know what the implications of that are? It means we're not saved by grace, but works instead, such that we have to earn it and or keep it. That's not grace. That's works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. Simply put, our salvation is not predicated upon what we do or what we don't do. Rather, our salvation is predicated upon that which Jesus Christ already did for us, instead of us, in that He died for us. Period. It is finished. Period. Not comma. There's nothing we can do to add to it or subtract from it. It's finito. Is that Spanish? Cool. Chalas. That's Arabic. you got to love Arabic. It's such a rough language. I just baptized. Well, that's why nobody sits in the front, actually. <laughs> Romans 8. Can I draw your attention to verses 34 through 39? 
Romans 8 is an amazing chapter in God's Word. I really encourage anyone who ever doubts the love that God has for them, or insecure in any way concerning God's love for them, I really encourage you to spend some time in Romans 8. Verse 34, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or vaccine? Oh, sorry, that's not in the original. That's not there. That's the JDV. (laughs) As it is written, verse 36, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, yet in all things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded, convinced, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, wow, wow, wow! Right? I mean, that pretty much covers it. I don't, I don't know, did you, did you, I don't think there's anything missed in here. Anything created, height, depth, doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing can separate you. Before we move from the when to the how, I think I would be grossly remiss were I not to talk a little bit about those taking the vaccine now. Specifically what's happening to those who of their own volition have already made their decision or are about to make their decision to take the vaccine now. Sadly, it's not good. And truth be made known, many who have taken it have either died or are experiencing debilitating illnesses. I'll start with excerpts from an email I received permission to share from someone I personally know and have known for many, many years that's in the medical field. So far, approximately 50% of our employees have received the vaccine. The second vaccine has caused severe symptoms in my staff who experienced the extreme anxiety from the first vaccine. One of them texted me that as soon as she received the vaccine, she felt uneasy and lightheaded. She also experienced intermittent chest pain, aches, chills, nausea, and headaches. She just informed me that she still is unable to return to work because she feels so weak and fatigued all the time. She also sent me the following summary 
of the FDA randomized trial. The trial was a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial with approximately 40,000 participants from the USA, Argentina, Brazil, Germany, South Africa, and Turkey. The younger patients had a higher frequency and severity of adverse reactions when compared to the older group, 55 years and older. (laughs) I guess I'm older in the older group. The most common side effects were injection site reactions, fatigue, headache, myalgias, and fever. The safety analysis looked at adverse reactions over a two-month follow-up. Adverse reactions for vaccines in general typically happen within the first six weeks. Bell's palsy was reported by four vaccine participants and none in the placebo group. The observed frequency is consistent with the expected background rate in the general population. There was a total of six deaths in the study. There were three cases of significant adverse events considered by the investigators to be related to the vaccine. Shoulder injury, ventricular arrhythmia, and lymph adenopathy, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, the ventricular arrhythmia was in a participant with a known cardiac condition. Now why am I sharing this information? Because for those who are considering taking this vaccine, you should know a few things about it. In my research over the last several weeks, I found many that had died as a direct result of the vaccine. However, most of the reports and articles have been scrubbed from the internet, save two from Arut Sheva in Israel, the first of which is about a 75-year-old Israeli man dying just two hours after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. The second is about an 88-year-old who collapsed and died several hours after being vaccinated. On December 2nd, Laura Ingram interviewed a Dr. Sukarit Bahti on Fox News about the COVID vaccine. Here are some quotes from that interview. Ingram, Dr. On the issue of the vaccine, tonight Anthony Fauci on this network actually said that 75% of Americans are going to have to get vaccinated to reach what they call herd immunity. Do you buy that? Dr. Bakhti, what utter nonsense. I know that Dr. Fauci is a renowned medical scientist and immunologist, but what he says is wrong. And this is also what we have taken great lengths to explain in the book, and why, you know, someone who says this has not the slightest inkling of the basics of immunology and 
This is very, very surprising for someone of Dr. Fauci's standing. And I would dare to defy him anywhere in the world at any time. But I cannot do it in two minutes. Ingram. Well, so you believe that the COVID vaccine is not necessary? <laughs> Listen to his response, quote, I think it's downright dangerous, and I warn you, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom. And it's so, so unnecessary. Pictured here is a screenshot of a must-see video on BitChute. Didn't survive on YouTube. It's uh, titled, Doctors Around the World Issue Dire Warning. Do not get the COVID vaccine. Again, the link is below on the site. Doubtless many of you have heard about or viewed a video by Dr. Simone Gold. Again, didn't survive on YouTube. We did put a link uh, to another YouTube channel that put it back up. It may not survive, but uh, it might still be there. Um, the link is below. Hopefully it doesn't get pulled. But I want to just read you a quote from this video. Very interesting. Listen very carefully. Quoting, I learned pretty early that the big fight was the fear. The big fight wasn't the virus. It was the fear. Now, the fear has led people to really just want to go back to normal lives. So they're either kind of consumed with fear or consumed with just being weary of the whole situation. That is what I think is leading to people making what is really a fundamentally irrational decision to rush headlong towards an experimental medication. They just kind of want to get their lives back. We've been told, oh, get the vaccine, you'll get your life back. I have to give you the bad news. That is definitely not what's going to happen. Whether you take a shot or you don't take a shot, it's not going to happen. You know, Dr. Fauci has gone public already, saying with many others, the Surgeon General and many others have said, it was the Business Insider, I think, just today, you know, this so-called vaccine. Now, I don't have time today, and maybe in a future update, I want to talk about how that, this isn't even actually a vaccine. It's, it's actually not a vaccine. This so-called vaccine, experimental biological agent, actually doesn't stop transmission. You're going to have to keep going with the masks and the social distancing. It actually changes nothing. Please know that I'm simply wanting to inform you concerning 
the decision to take or not take the vaccine. If you make the decision to take it, you need to know the facts about it. And the fact is, you will not get your life back. It's never going back. It's a lie. It's a deception. Here's the truth. There are serious, even deadly side effects from it. No back to normal because of it and the dangers of what's actually in it. What's in it? Oh, <laughs> you have to read the, uh, you have to pass the law before you can read to, what was, how'd that go? Sorry, I had a flashback. I'm back now. You have to take the vaccine to find out what's in it? No, thank you. Now, we actually do know some of what's in it. Before it was taken down, I managed to take a screenshot from the Kennedy Institute of Ethics, Georgetown University, showing that cells used and vaccines produced use aborted fetuses. The most widely used fetal cells are WA-38 and MRC-5. The WI-38 cells were derived by Leonard Hayflick in 1962 from the lung of a three-month female fetus. The MRC-5 cells were obtained in 1966 from the lungs of a 14-week male fetus. Okay, now you might be asking the question of, that was a long time ago. That was then. What about now? Is there fetal tissue from aborted babies in this vaccine? Answer, yes. Absolutely yes. Here's a quote from an AstraZeneca global policy. This is an additional policy that I found online. Uh, there was another uh, AstraZeneca global policy that I referred to and quoted from in part one, but this is a different one. Quote, in rare circumstances, you got to love how they couch this, AstraZeneca group may use human fetal tissue in research to advance our understanding of serious medical disorders. In such rare circumstances, an internal review of the scientific validity of the research proposal will be conducted and permission to use the tissue will be granted only when no other scientifically reasonable alternative is available. Translated, we use fetal tissue from aboard a baby, babies. In order to further limit and avoid future use of human fetal tissue, we remain at the forefront of scientific advancements and remain committed to implementing industry best practices. Translated, they use fetal tissue from aborted babies. Pictured here is a COVID-19 vaccine AstraZeneca box. And I want to draw your attention to CHADOX1-S, recombinant. The reason being is that there are those who claim 
that the recombinant strains used in the AstraZeneca are grown from the fetal tissue of an aborted baby. There was a video that was uploaded and then censored and removed on December 6th, showing the possibility of the recombinant DNA and MRC-5 being originally developed from research deriving lung tissue from a 14-week-old aborted Caucasian male fetus. Okay, that's AstraZeneca. What about Pfizer and Moderna? I'm glad you asked. On December 20th, the National Review published a report confirming that both use fetal tissue. In the case of both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, it was HEK293 kidney cells that were used. These are believed to have originated with an abortion. In this article, and we have the link, they quote a doctor who tries to play it down, kind of like the AstraZeneca policy. So here's a quote. While the connection with abortion is still there, Pfizer and Moderna have not been trafficking in babies' body parts in the same way that Planned Parenthood has been accused of. Oh, that makes it okay. Dr. Meany concurred with this assessment, calling it a very important distinction between reproduced fetal cell lines and fetal tissue. They want to delineate and kind of, you know, make it more palatable. There's only one problem. It's the same word, fetal. Fetal. You can pretty it up and clean it up and do whatever you want. It's still an aborted baby. A very important distinction between reproduced fetal cell lines and fetal tissue, though he stipulates, and in all fairness to his credit, he says this, quote, in his opinion, it is wrong in every case for scientists to work with this material. I concur. On June 5th of last year, ScienceMag.com also confirmed the use of human fetal cell lines from an aborted fetus. At least five, quoting, of the candidate COVID-19 vaccines use one of two human fetal cell lines, HEK-293, a kidney cell line widely used in research and industry that comes from a fetus aborted in about 1972, and PER.C6, a proprietary cell line, owned by Janssen, a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson, developed from retinal cells from an 18-week-old fetus aborted in 1985. Again, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Listen, if I can find this, you can find it. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.